The question of affordability is on everyone's mind as more and more people try to get on the real estate ladder. Joining us to talk about how to afford a home on your own is Mark Kulak, Associate Vice President of Acquisition Programs and Pricing, Real Estate Secured Lending. Welcome to What She Said, Mark. So how common is it for single people to buy homes in Canada, actually? Well, according to our survey, we know that Single homeowners represent nearly a quarter of Canadians buying or intending to buy a home. So, you know, roughly one in four Canadians, which is a sizable part of the market. To help make solo homeownership a reality, there are some creative ways to help a single home buyer successfully make one of these biggest purchases of their life. You know, for example, buying a home solo doesn't actually mean living solo. Just over a quarter of single Canadians who have, who have or intend to purchase a home alone say they did it by having a tenant to make solo homeownership more affordable. Well, that's what and, I did. I, I mean, I bought I bought a house. I figured out it was going to be actually a long time ago. It was 1985. I bought a house, rented out the basement apartment, shared the first two floors with a, a roommate, a girlfriend, and then had a, a top floor apartment. So I was getting three rents in. It's funny you say that. You know, while I mentioned one quarter um, intend to have a, a tenant, another quarter intended to have a roommate. You, you did both. And, you know, having that rental income can really help someone pay down their mortgage principal more quickly. What I would say, though, or suggest is it's important to qualify for the mortgage without the rental income. So you have that flexibility if you decide that, you know, a roommate or a tenant just isn't for you. I had the bank of mom. There you go. <laughs> is this is this trend um, about single people buying homes in Canada specific uh, to certain areas of the country, or is it common sort of uh, uh, from coast to coast? As we did the the home the, the survey, the trend is actually pretty similar across the country. Quebec and Atlantic Canada have the highest number with 30% of home, bu- home buyers going out it alone, and Ontario with the lowest coming in at 19%. The lower percentage in Ontario may be driven by the competitive housing market we're currently seeing right. in the GTA. Right. What do you think is driving this solo home ownership trend? The TV survey revealed that a large part of this trend is driven by unexpected life circumstances. Nearly 7 in 10 Canadian homeowners who are divorced and more than one-third of widowed Canadian homebuyers mm. say they are more likely to purchase a home on their own. I'd say also two-thirds of single Canadians buying or intended to buy a home say they'll go to the loan. And that could be for a variety of reasons. It could be that people are meeting their life partners later or settling down later in life, and they don't want to delay getting into the market while waiting for their partner. They'd rather go to the loan. And I tell you, if I think about myself personally, that's exactly what I did. Like, I, I remember buying my home. I'd, I'd met my, my now wife, but I wanted to buy a home, uh, did, a, did it alone. But actually, I purchased my home and had a roommate that lived with me, with me for almost two years. Um, and then, you know, later he moved out, and I was actually uh, in the position to start getting married and uh and you moved another roommate in (laughs) actually we ended up selling that home and buying a different home in a different uh different town but uh by having that first home it got me into the market um my roommate definitely supported and helped out along the way but uh it bridged uh bridged that time for me and then later on i got married and we bought our next home so it's interesting that you mentioned um, being widowed because this is your story, your future. And, and one of the things that we've learned um, talking to TD representatives um, over the last couple of years is that 85% of women will at some point 
handle their own finances, which is why they need to learn about them, uh, because either through divorce or, or, or being, being widowed. And maybe these people, these widows are downsizing uh, and buying a home because they had a family home and they're moving into a smaller home. It's, it's, it's quite possible, right? They've had a family home, much larger place, um, more people living in it, and now it's time to do it alone. Maybe a, a property that allows them to uh, easier to manage that property. Because I'd say with, with a lot of these uh, solo buyers, it, it, it's beyond that picket fence. It's really f- finding the right property for them that fits their lifestyle um, and really makes it affordable for them. It's It's not just about... You know, the mortgage payment they have to manage, they have to manage lots of other costs, such as property taxes, insurance, maintenance. And, uh, you know, mortgage payments should be low enough for them to really take care of all their monthly expenses, meet their savings goal, you know, still have some wiggle room and a lifestyle at the same time. And that could definitely be part of that. Um, Mark, I think that people are who have never owned a home are, are are sort of overwhelmed at the idea of making that commitment for you know the amortization, which is twenty five years, uh, and that disappears like within weeks once you've done it. But anyway, I think the the other thing that's so scary for people is the mortgage and and getting pre approved for a mortgage. Has anything changed? Are there special considerations for single home buyers? Because I, th- I think many of them would be intimidated thinking there's no way they'll, you know, with one salary that they will approve me. So for any buyer, the first step is to get pre-approved. So you know how much home you can buy. You know, I, I suggest you need to remember it's not just what the mortgage you have to manage. It is, as I mentioned earlier, those other costs such as property taxes, insurance, ongoing maintenance of the property and your lifestyle. You know, the interesting part of the survey did show that uh, women are slightly more likely to have concerns around affordability, you know, 11% versus 8% uh, having concerns about affording the mortgage and 18% versus 14% having concerns about saving for the down payment. Right. Those mortgage payments should be low enough so they can take care of all the expenses um, and have that wiggle room, savings goals, et cetera. So it's me, especially important to be that way when you have a single income. Right. So let's say I'm a single woman and, I'm, and I want to buy a house and I come in to you and I say, well, now wait a minute, I'm going to rent out a room or I'm going to rent out an apartment, a basement apartment, or I'm going to, I'm going to get a roommate and I'm going to ask this much money. Do you take that into consideration? Because it's not a given. Our suggestion would be that um, when you're buying a home solo, it's best to qualify for the mortgage on your own. To your point, it may not be a given, or you may start out with a roommate, start out with a tenant, and change your mind. And yep. you don't want, you know, you may not have lived with someone else, or you may, if you have lived with someone else, it's you've lived with your, with your spouse, and now, you, you know, you're going to be living solo. You might not enjoy living with that other person. By qualifying for that mortgage on your own um, allows you that flexibility. Except for the fact that, you know, in a, in a place like the GTA, affordability is like, there's such a fine line. So if I, if I need to have a roommate... I need to have a roommate. Will the bank take that into account or not? It, it, we can look at that in certain situations. Again, I think it really links back to speaking to a mortgage professional okay. to understand the situation for the, the borrower in, in that particular situation, and they will uh, help them through the process, get them pre-approved, and allow them to understand what they can qualify for, qualify for and how. So uh, 
if you've been pre-approved, now you've got to find the home. And in a, com- in a competitive market, it can definitely be a challenge. Do you have any advice for single home buyers that are starting their search? I think uh, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I would, uh, that I would have is uh, enlisting a home buying buddy. You know, if you're doing it on your own, it's important to have that support system in place, like a trusted friend or family member throughout the entire process. Um, they will help you stick to your home buying plan and can provide you, you know, an objective voice as you go and visit those properties. Hope, you know, find one, negotiate on it, and close that property as you look to set up your new home. You know, if I think back to when I bought my first home, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a single person. I enlisted the support of my, my mother and father. They were my home buying buddies that helped me out through the process, gave me some advice and guidance on what types of property I should be interested in, and even some of the different places that I might want to look at. In my case, I was originally looking to buy a property in Newmarket. And later on through the home buying process, um, they introduced me some, to some different uh, areas. And I ended up buying a property in Mount Albert, which is in East Guillemary. You know, only probably 15, 20 minutes outside of town, but got much more home by, uh, by doing that. And that was really thanks to my home buying buddies that gave me that advice and showed me different places that I could look. So what's your biggest tip? My biggest tip, I'd say, it's, it's, it's really the, I'm going to say the two things. As you think about buying a home, whether it be solo or with someone else, speak to a mortgage professional, get pre-approved, understand what you can afford. The second piece, like, it's combined with that is it's probably that home buying buddy. Don't do this alone when it comes to the shopping phase. Have a friend, have a family member do it with you. And Mark Kulak, of course, there are dozens and dozens of professionals at TD. So we encourage our listeners to go to that website and they'll surely find somebody. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. We're happy to help. This is what she said. Stay with us. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.